Hello and welcome to Kate's Chats. Honest, open conversations into my world. I'll be covering topics around health and fitness, mental well-being and general chit-chat. There's no fancy jingle, no fancy intro, just me and my thoughts. As it turns out, it's not just me and my thoughts anymore because I now have a co-host, Steve Anderson from Happy Hub. We hope that you can relate to some of the things that we talk about today and please share this podcast with friends and family and send us any messages, any comments, things that you'd like to discuss. So today we are going to cover a topic which we are calling Sticks and Stones May Break My Bones But Words Will Never Hurt Me. So what do we mean by this? I will hand you over to my co-host, who is going to explain. Well, thank you, first of all, for the promotion. Much appreciated. Much choice. Um, what we mean by this is exactly that. Um, it's, it's a saying that I think we've all been brought up with, if we're a certain age. It's a saying that kind of we're all familiar with, that the sticks and stones will break my, my, will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Actually, I'm completely in the opposite opinion of that. And what I mean by that is actually all the things that we all go through and all the things that I've been through in life, I can quite honestly say that you could beat me with a stick, you could cut me open, but eventually I'll heal. Some of the words that have been used and some of the emotional and verbal abuse that I've put up with is the bit that's resonated in me and the bit that stays with me long-term. And it's the bit that I always feel that led me down the path of where I went and it's the bit that I'm really passionate about of explaining why I believe that it's those feelings and emotions brought on by that emotion of words and um, the verbal abuse and that's kind of what I mean. Does that make sense? It does make sense, yes, but I think we need to obviously delve a lot deeper and give some examples of different situations that this kind of can, can happen. I know that we've both have different situations where we've had um, words thrown at us that tend to spiral out of control and I suppose it's how we can manage that and how we can not let those words consume us and which then leads to that person that's obviously said those things to almost take control of your feelings and emotions and also I think it's about being able to deal with them without putting a wall up around yourself to defend from everybody so I suppose it's a little bit of speaking about my past experience but let's kind of delve into it a bit from a from an all-rounders point of view well so okay so if I go back to if I go back to childhood right um at school I was obviously I had a bit of a, an emotional childhood growing up but at school if we use the school example I was I was a kid that had a speech impediment, a really bad speech impediment, and you can probably hear it every now and again, it just creeps out. Um, and the issue I had was, is because I was taught that names will never hurt me at school, you know, I was, people made fun of me, I couldn't say my name properly, so, you know, I couldn't say anything with an S and a consonant, and it would be like, people would say, get Dean a Boone, uh, so they would call me Dean because I couldn't say the word Steve. And and it would just, that, that kind of thing, they stick when you're at school and that, that's, that's the kind of thing that hurts you. And from that, what ends up happening is the consequences of feeling a certain way then had to have another consequence of what you do next. So just really having effectively 
the piss taken out of me at school allowed me to feel certain ways about myself which then caused other actions so for an example like people calling me that then led to me wanting to eat so I, I developed a eating disorder of but why did it why did it lead you to eat? because you because you have these feelings of like you know words when you have like kind of emotional words thrown at you you have these feelings of like we've touched on before like vulnerable worthless afraid you feel lost you feel shielded and I know it all seems very dramatic but if someone is making fun of what you believe you are like you believe you're just a normal human being like everyone else and if someone's making you f making fun of that you start questioning who you are and from a young age if you start questioning you know whether you're dressing right whether you've got the right shoes on whether you you talk the same as everybody else whether you act whether you're good at sport and it's those kind of emotions and feelings that kind of lead to all the other things that end up happening so you know, the self-loathing, the anxiety of not wanting to go to school because someone might take the piss out of you again or not wanting to kind of be with, kind of even when you get older, get a girlfriend because you have this fear of rejection because you don't love yourself. And it's, and what I mean is that, you know, from that moment of people making fun of, you know, let's not beat around the bush. I was the kid that couldn't talk, the kid that didn't really have a lot. So, you know, I was an easy target. So yeah. then I, you know. And I, kids can be cruel. <clears throat> kids can be and it's you know it, it's that kind of they're not realizing they're saying it and it's how you hold it and from that I become you know I started eating a lot like I spoke to you last week about the all or nothing with the, the box of crisps rather than a bag of crisp and, uh, and then I developed an eating disorder that went from a kid that couldn't speak to a kid that couldn't speak that was now 18 stone and 15 years old and it's like now I get not just the fun taken out or piss taken out of me because of I can't speak I'm now big Steve fatty Steve you know you know put a fat kid in goal and it's and it's moments like that that kind of define you as a human being mm. that kind of then hold like kind of they hold all your emotions moving forward so you know even so, so how did that name call in at that point affect you because you said thing you touched it before I interrupted again and um, then it spiraled and it led to other things so you were you know you had the speech problem you were effectively bullied at school because of it and then you turned to food which led you to then be overweight so kind of where did it go from there well it's like bullying right so it's not the physical element of bullying that stays with you forever so if you've been bullied as a kid it's not that it's not that physicality you don't like you don't get to your later years and go oh my god look, look there was a bruise that i got from billy beating me up at school you go there's a feeling i got from the fact that i got beaten up at school and mm. it's it's it, what takes you on is that you know, you, you have so much self-doubt already as a kid because you're going into a world you don't really know and it's kind of it's kind of like imposter syndrome. You keep looking for ways that you might fit in. You keep looking for ways that people might not make fun of you. You kind of try always ask yourself why. And you're right, kids are cool, but what is ended, what ends up happening is those emotions and feelings that then drag you on into, like the anxiety feeling like we spoke about last week, isn't the anxiety feeling that you're getting because you've got a interview at work where you've got something it's the anxiety feeling that you're feeling as a vulnerable kid mm. again and those are vulnerabilities come from a lot of words that have been said and a lot of things that have been said over your life that have caused this effect so the example of like eating a lot and putting on a lot of weight I remember 
I weighed 18 stone. I was a size 42 in trouser. I was 15, 16 years old. And I went and what I still believe is the most beautiful woman in the world. Um, I, I went around her house and I asked her out. And she just said, when you've lost weight, come back to me in a year's time. Just a very flippant comment, right? Mm. And it really, for anyone else, it would have probably meant nothing to her. She probably don't even ever give that a second thought. And we've spoken about that last week with another situation. And I literally left her house and I didn't eat properly for nearly six months. And I went from being 18 stone to anorexic because of just one comment. So eating disorders were brought on by the fact that people were making fun of me because I couldn't talk. So I then put on weight. People then make fun of me for being too fat. So I then just lose weight. And I know my brain doesn't work like probably yeah, everyone else's, of like, course. Come and on, I, this is an extreme. I, I, it is an extreme example. So that's why I'm caveating it with the fact I know my brain doesn't work the same. But it's still the fact that names and kind of emotional bullying have a long-lasting effect. Really important question that I'm sure everybody is dying to know the answer to. Did she go on a date with you? So, uh, well, eventually no. she did. She did eventually. She didn't. She did eventually. When I was 19 years old, I eventually took her out for one drink. And it weren't all that, to be fair. So uh, I won in the end. Uh, <laughs> I didn't win in the end. But it's just really about, I just want people to be aware that those emotions and feelings of that wounded child are just really those kind of emotions and feelings of, of that, again, going back to sticks and stones will break my bones. But actually, it's the names that do hurt you. Mm. And I want people to kind of find what they need is that if they are feeling vulnerable, if, they fe if they're feeling insecure or anxious, it's about building up that resilience and working out where those emotions and feelings have come from. So taking you back to the moment of that anxiety feeling of old and going, well, what would my 42-year-old self now tell my 10-year-old self that was just developing an eating disorder? Well, he'd say, look, listen, this ain't going to be worth it. Yeah. And it's about the understanding of if you've held that emotion for so long and you still hold that emotion, that is still defining you now. It's still certain things would still define me 30 years later. I suppose it's, it's that ultimate kind of saying of as cheesy as it sounds is be kind. Yeah, of like, course. you know, but in the heat of the moment, things are said and we say things like to sometimes hurt other people. We know other people's triggers, especially people that are close to you. So I really want to find out like we talked about, how can you build up resilience um, when these comments come to you? And ultimately, why are we allowing ourselves to be put in situations? Let's let's go to ad as adults now, okay? In the workplace, at home, in relationships, in whatever. Why are we putting ourselves in those situations where we are allowing these people to speak to us in that way? Because sometimes we we can't avoid that situation. So I would like to know your tips on, I suppose, how you can become resilient to those. That would be the first thing. That well, I'd first like of to... all, you have to work out what kind of emotion you get from certain situations and work out what the situation is that gives you the emotion. So like we always said, social media, right, is great for comparing, but it's also, you know, it's great for like kind of looking at other people, comparing your life to other people, but it's also great for anxiety. Mm. And it's also great for making you feel crap about yourself because you instantly look at somebody else in picture and then you feel worse. 
And it's about working out what those emotions are and if you can, or what those situations are, sorry, and taking them out. So if social media does give you a feeling of anxiety or worthlessness, or mm. you then take it away. Or, so, some, or certain accounts. Certain, certain accounts and delete those accounts. Well, if, I've gone through mine and I've unfollowed pretty much everybody because <clears throat> it's fake. And I've got no time to compare myself, especially I find around events like Christmas. Um, but but certain people like that feeling because you get yourself into a pattern where you what like you where you like certain people. I'm not saying they like it, but they're familiar with it. So certain people like that feeling of feeling um, negative or feeling like the world is against them or feeling like they're the victim. And it's about if you like that but then you don't like it. So they kind of, it's a double-edged sword and it's like a contradictory statement because certain people, I hate the way I feel, then remove yourself from that situation. Yeah. Well, I can't remove myself from that situation. Well, you can. Mm -hmm. It's just that because it's so familiar, you choose not to. Yeah. And it's about sometimes ripping that plaster and removing yourself from situations that don't make you feel right or make you feel uncomfortable. And therefore you start to build a resilience against things that are kind of coming to your life that then you need to get rid of. Because if you've got rid of it, it's, it's a bit like, you know, getting rid of the boyfriend that you know is wrong for you. You always take too long to do it. But because you think it, I'm familiar with this and actually it could be better. Actually, it's my problem, not, not somebody else's. Because that's, again a kind of self-esteem and insecurity thing that you always inevitably, you look at somebody else's life and compare it and the first thing you do is go, well, it's my fault, my, li my life is like this. So it's about really understanding that actually removing things like that from the equation will then start to build a natural kind of element of creating a good habit, mm. getting yourself a bit more resilient and being able and, and being strong enough to go, that makes me feel anxious, I'm not going to do it anymore. Or, and, you know, and defining what is anxiety and what is, um, like, kind of vulnerabilities and insecurities mm. because they're, they're all completely different emotions. But fundamentally, like, some vulnerabilities are massive strengths. Like, feeling anxious is a massive strength because you can also feel anxious in a job interview and deliver some of your best performances mm. if you prepare yourself. Yeah. But feeling anxious because somebody's gone on holiday this year on social media and you haven't gone is a completely different concept. It's a bit like, well, if that makes you feel funny and you know that's fake, because everyone always says, well, I know that life's fake because I, you know, I know them in real life and they're not really like that, then just remove them. Yeah. And build yourself up a natural resilience and understand that your strength, you've got so much so much more strength than you realise. Mm. But you only realise it. It's the power of saying no, and I suppose in the power of setting boundaries. Boundaries for yourself, but boundaries around certain individuals. Um, and almost creating a bit of a shield around yourself, almost. Like putting yourself in a little bubble, in a way. Or is that just running away and hiding? Well, yeah, well, that's, that's the thing, right? You don't want to run away and hide. You don't want... Because it's... If you just locked your door late at night or like locked your door at night when you got home from work or got home from wherever you've been and you go, I don't want to deal with the outside world, that's that's not real life. That's yeah. not reality because what that does is that minimises your resilience because when you get put in a situation that you've now shielded yourself away from for years, you're done a struggle to deal with it. It's about dealing with things in the here and now. So if someone makes you feel a certain way you can either address that and say look I'm really sorry but I don't really because I don't really like the way you've spoken to me I don't really like how this situation has made me feel and nine times out of ten you will get someone the other party that will say well 
I didn't mean anything by it, but they can't tell you how you should feel. Yeah. If it's made you feel a certain way, that's not up to them to tell you you shouldn't feel like it. Like I've always said to you, like if you are in a negative disposition and I say 10 things to you, nine things being really complimentary and yeah. one thing being really negative, what does your brain want to hear? The negative. Well done. Correct Thanks. answer. We needed it's it. almost like we've had this conversation yeah, yeah. already We this have morning. had this conversation <laughs> this morning and this is kind of what you have to remember. It's mm. whether you choose to listen to the nine positives because if you looked at that as a percentage and go well 90% of me is good and 10% I can work on and I you know nine out of ten you'd take but people don't look at that yeah you know and that's kind of how you have to start building up resilience be showing your strength being agile I mean being agile is really important and having the agility to kind of roll with things so what do you mean by that so being agile is about having the adaptability that if somebody comes at you with something that you're not used to being agile enough to know how to deal with it so you need to give an example so okay so if you say something to if you if I come at you and say I think you're not very good at this it's about going, I'm agile enough to go, I take your opinion, but what I'm going to do is either learn from what your constructive criticism is or go, I think that's your own insecurity. So being agile enough to work out what the situation really means, whether it's a personal attack, whether it's an insecurity attack from somebody else or whether it's just... I mean, it's all a lot, isn't it? it it's it, a lot to deal with. Do you know what the best thing would be to do with these people that are not being very nice to you? Do you want me to give my no, advice? No, I, I can't think, just in case children are listening. I would tell them to go away, thank you, Mr well, or Mrs person. Well, well, but what, go away but and that. leave me alone. But would you? And this is the thing, right? Well, because, no, sometimes because sometimes you can't. Yeah, but, and that's it. Because it's fundamentally, 99% of us are nice people, right? Mm. So we don't want to, we always have this, like we've said with relationship before, how much time do you spend with somebody you don't want to be with but you don't want to hurt their feelings, so you end up hurting yourself. Yeah. And this is the hard thing, right? So we go, well, I would remove that person from Facebook, but I don't want them knowing that I've removed mm. them because I don't want them feeling bad, even though they make you feel bad. And it's about yeah. that understanding that actually start worrying about yourself. Do you know what the best, the hardest one is? Leaving a WhatsApp group. Absolutely. And because you go, oh, everyone's going to think wisely. No, just well, do it. It comes up underneath in WhatsApp. That's the issue with a WhatsApp group. It says Kate has left the WhatsApp group, and then the question with a middle asked. finger. Yeah, well, you could do it with an emoji. But, but I, I, I'm a big believer in writing things down that you find that you not want to say love about yourself, but the things that you like about yourself, the things that you know you're good at. So if you were to write things down, you would say, look, I'm kind, I'm honest, I'm transparent. I'm like all the things that I want to be that I like about myself. Mm. And just keep telling yourself every, every day that nobody is perfect. And actually, if you want to throw something at me, then I'll deal with it. And actually, if you want to say something or you want to, if an, an anxiety feeling comes or self-worth feeling comes or all those vulnerabilities and insecurity comes, work out where they come from originally and start going, well, actually, I'm only insecure because I felt insecure 20 years ago. Yeah. I, I'm not insecure now. This is just a feeling of old that is brought to me now. It's a bit like, so the past is the past, the future is the future. And we, we always live in the past or we try and dictate what the future is going to be. What about the bit in the middle that we're actually in now? Because mm. that's the real time, right? Your clock is turning the real time today. You can't go back to the past. You can't go to the future. But you live let, You live in the past with your emotions and feelings. You then go, well, when I, you know, I need to make sure that in the future this happens and this happens, if ha this happens. Uh, if you just yeah. live for now mm. and just go, well, I will deal with this now and not deal with what it was of old and not deal with how it might be in the future, 
then it makes more sense because we live in a period of time that don't actually physically exist if you see what i mean yeah well it doesn't the past doesn't exist you can't go back there the future doesn't exist because you can't go there but you are you can come here because this is where we are today but we don't live here we're so busy worrying about the future we're so busy thinking about the past that everyone forgets the bit that we're actually watching in our clock every day and that's like that well that's the bit we have to remember and that's the bit we have to move forward with because that's the bit that then dictates your future Mm. but you can't plan for you because i don't know what's going to happen next week i don't know what's going to happen next month next year i don't but there's no point in me worrying about it because i don't know what it's going to be i could worry about it forever but it might be completely different when it comes the only thing i can worry about is what's going to happen now you know i could walk down to school later and get my children and then go oh fuck I've just been hit by a car I wasn't expecting that that wasn't in my plan for life I have to live now and I have to remember whatever happens is happening to me now not tomorrow not last week because mm. it's now and that's pretty much what you have to do is building resilience being agile writing things about yourself that you love and remember that sticks and stones will break your bones but they will heal and but names do hurt you and names and emotional turmoil and emotional abuse is harder to deal with. Yeah. And it's about, you know, understanding of why the person might have done it or why something might have happened and actually understanding that. Yeah, and not know, reacting <coughs> not and shooting reacting. from the hip. And we're not letting it affect you long term. Yeah. And going back and going, right, let's work out where all these emotions of a wounded child come from and deal with them one by one. Do you know what I think? <clears throat> it's nothing deep and profound like you've just said but i think that actually people should have therapy shouldn't they do you yeah, not think like even if you think like even in relationships and stuff like people go to marriage counseling when it's too late yeah. like almost yeah. like it should be like like we have an mot on our car yeah, we should I, all I'm, have yeah. some therapy so, or talk to people or yeah. something like that well we you know you could talk to us but we we you know i'm a massive believer not that, me don't talk no, to not, me you can talk to me but i'm a massive believer that i you're right i think people should have marriage counseling when it's good yeah people should have therapy when it's good you should always deal with something when you're in a good frame of mind yes and don't make yeah. any rash decisions mm. when you're in your nelly negative mode try not to make any rash decisions well when you're in your ne nelly negative mode which is a nice saying that you said it's you you're not thinking straight so instantly you're a victim or instantly you're like you say you're, you're going to be rash because you want something to be over straight away you want answers straight away if you're dealing with it when you're coherent and you're in a good space mm -hmm. you've already got the answers for when it actually eventually happens if it ever happens okay so you're right actually people should talk more people should certainly understand more and that's obviously what we're here for but fundamentally people should really start remembering that live now yeah don't um, live in the past yeah that's and good well done co-host steve thanks babe so would you like to add anything else to uh, this like to podcast because uh, no. this is a short one compared to our previous <laughs> and going back to our previous ones again thank you so much for the support and the messages that we have received from our past couple of yeah, podcasts it's quite weird isn't it? it's been a little it's, bit it's bizarre hasn't it yeah, like so. It's amazing the amount of people that we've reached and I'd probably go as far as saying the amount of people that's actually helped about just speaking openly about situations. Um, so we're here if you do want to reach out. I joke about not wanting to talk, but I am here if people want to contact us. 
You can contact us through um, your website, which I never remember is. www.happyhubuk.com. Um, and then you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. But a, I won't follow you back because I don't follow people. Um, and if you give me anxiety, I will instantly unfollow you. Um, but, but that's being able to do that, isn't it? Yeah, that's the power of being able to say, no, thank you. Not mm, today. Not today. Thank you. So, yeah. So thank you again for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, please pop any comments or feedback in the little box below and please share with friends and we will see you next time. Thank you.